whenever Eris gets back from a run or gets ready for a run, she always has the same drop-off and pick-off point, which is the Coth Motel, but she has her uh, transformation <laughs> uh, from Eris to Bianca or vice versa. But that place changes where her transformation is. So she doesn't do it at the Coffin Motel. She does it after... Some Sometimes she probably does. But yeah, it changes so that like people who frequent the Coffin Motel aren't going to recognize her. All right. Well, there's plenty of coffee motels to, to choose from. So you could you either get dropped off there and go to another another one to change or whatever you want to do. Right. Or like even like a public bathroom or the back of a go-go, a driverless go-go. She's going to do the whole change. You know, she had a, a success for disguise, Eric. Success right. for. Right, right. <laughs> I hear you. Um, So she changes her... You're think, getting a lot of mileage out of that success for <laughs> disguise, by the way. I assumed you did your disguise once, and until you undo it, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now you're... So what you're saying now is officially the for success disguise has now been done. Exactly. Okay. So she undoes her disguise. She switches out her burner comm, puts that in the Faraday box, turns on the call forwarding, takes out her real comm, and then she's going to head to the Laclede estate. Bianca is feeling pretty shitty right now because she just found out she's responsible for a bunch of deaths. And there's this little girl who's creepy. Once she gets to her house, she's going to check in on her little sister. Okay. This is um, that night, right? So it's later. Yeah, it's like three or four in the morning, I think. So then she's just going to lay on her bed and think for a little bit. Then she's going to pull out her comm and dial a number that she hasn't in a very long time. And she's going to call Blackthorn. It rings, and you think it's probably going to go to voicemail. That fucking asshole. And then he picks up. B? I fragged up. Welcome to Openly Gamer Theater's special presentation of Resting Glitchface. A Shadowrun actual play. This is Shannon, I'm playing Eris. Hi, this is Brandon, and I'll be playing Apex Black. following content may not be suitable for all audiences. I 
what we're doing now is we are flashing back. Back to a time when Eris, a.k.a. Bianca, was known as Black Rose, a.k.a. Bianca. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. A.k.a. Pain in the ass. A.k.a. Um, okay, so uh, what's the story of, of Black Rose? Bianca met Blackthorn, and he's the one who got her into Shadowrunning. This is going to be how that ended. So about 18 months before the first episode of Resting Glitchface, Blackthorn was part of a Shadowrun group, which includes Apex Black. There are other members of this group. It's not like a tight-knit group. It's not like they're, you know, hanging out with each other and braiding each other's hair. It's <laughs> one of these things where... It's a loose association. It's, hey, man, I've got a job. You'd be perfect for it. Grab so-and-so and let's go. It's usually like a high-stakes team, though, right? Yes. This is Prime Runner. Bianca has no business hanging out with these guys. So, Apex, uh, it's Blackthorn that is bringing you in on this job. And that's, mm. that's how we're, we'll start it off, is he's explaining the job to you and you having just met Black Rose. She's already let slip that her name is Bianca. Oh and uh, <laughs> I love that. That's why she's so anal about everyone's names oh, right. in the yeah, first few episodes. Yeah, you're meeting in a, uh, a lakeside cafe in uh, Geneva. And you had just met Black Rose. And she's just walked back. You know, like you met her, met her for lunch with Thorn. And then she just goes to get prepped for your trip to Rome. You don't know exactly all the details of this. All you know is that Thorn and Rose are bringing you in on a job and that she's working with him. As she's walking off, Thorn is like watching her walk away. And he looks kind of gives you a side eye. And it's a, it's a bright, sunny day. And he's got his sunglasses on. And you see he's watching her walk away. And you see his eyes turn towards you. And he says... It's almost as good going away as it is coming toward you, man. Do you have any idea what you're getting us into? The op itself is uh, its pretty straightforward. We didn't go into details because I wanted you to meet B, but... Um, yeah, I get that. The op is straightforward. But this is a three-person job, and it's almost negative half. Like one and a half people working on this now. <laughs> I see. I know what you're, where, you're, where you're going with this, but Monday's dead. We needed a face. Yeah, but I feel like I'm, we're going to be babysitting someone who within the first 15 minutes told me their real name. Thorn, come on. Uh, that's my fault. She's a little too comfortable, and I know, I know the rule. I know what you say all the time. Don't make it personal. But she's, she's the real deal, man. I'm this, telling you. This isn't a training course. You're going to get this girl killed. You worry. I'll worry about her, okay? You just... Keep, keep your end up. That's what I'm worried about. You're going to be so focused on her, you're not going to be paying attention to the mission. I might as well just do this solo. Thorne, we've known each other a long time, man. Yeah. And as far as I can remember, we've never put some ass before our lives before, no matter how good it looks walking away. You really think she can pull this off? Yeah, I do. I've been working with her. You got to learn sometime, right? This isn't just both feet in. This is her entire body in. She's in this 100%. There's no learning on the fly usually on this kind of job, but... She, she's a natural, I'm telling you. Look, I'll tell you what. We're getting paid regardless, right? If by the end of this, 
you're still unsatisfied once we got the job done. Now, if we don't get the job done, we don't get the job done. Okay. And I'll own that and I'll pay your cut on my own. Okay. You're getting paid whether we do it or not. If we, if we succeed and you're still not satisfied, I'll still give you my cut. I'm telling you, she's that bad, dude. She is that bad. Thorne, you know how I feel about broken ops. Look, I know you- Last one was a doozy. It must be because you, you never have told me anything about it. There's probably five other people that blab about it if you want to ask them, but I'm not going to. I don't have that kind of time. But I'm putting my trust in you because I believe in your abilities. I got you, man. All right. What about your Matrix guy that you're bringing in? I mean, do you trust him? Yeah, I trust him. You told me yourself he's not an elf, so I mean... No, he's not, but he's he's definitely someone that I would trust with my life. And that's saying a lot coming from me. All right. Plus, he owes me one or two. If you vouch for him, I'm taking your word for it. I expect the same. Yeah, but I'm not going to fuck mine. Well, you're... Now in Rome, and it's two weeks later, and you are in a relatively nice hotel. Thorne is standing there. He's got the hollow projector up. He's got um, a three-dimensional map of what it appears to be a like a country villa and uh, with a big house and a very big, like, walled yard. You see it from street level, and then it kicks up, and now you're looking at it from, like, a top-down view and you're seeing like the main house is in the middle of this gigantic plot of land it's surrounded by trees it's got a hedge that goes along the wall and then along the main drive all the way to the middle uh where that big house is it's got a uh, it's got like a a small lake and a small pond it's got like a guest house the it's whole a huge grounds it's humongous diamora visconte this is where visconte lives now nobody knows much about him other than he's some sort of a, a leader of this group that calls themselves the Fili de Terras. It's almost like a cult. Yeah. They worship the ground this dude walks on. All we've got as like still picks, and he kind of pops it onto your AR, is this. And this was taken probably about eight months ago as he was getting into a car. A drone took a still pick of him, and that's all we've got. He looks like a middle-sized guy. He was He's wearing like a trench coat and a wide hat. So it's kind of hard to see, although he is definitely human okay. in appearance. But clearly very secretive in a world that isn't, doesn't really allow secrets. Right. So there's virtually nothing on this guy, what his real name is. Well, I don't even know if this Visconte is a title or what. And then he kind of stops and he says, Tailgunner, zoom out. I want to see the entire countryside and then you see the view changes and you can see that this villa you know is smaller and you can see that it's surrounded by woods and it's very secluded this whole area is near the town of Tierney which isn't a very big town we'll most likely just roll right through it there's not really much for us there and from what i understand most of the people in town are on the take so we need to probably avoid the town as much as possible that makes sense that the children of Terras would be in Terni. Right. Well, You're the one that uh, brought that up. Did you do a little digging into that? Yeah. Tyros is a water dragon. It's folklore. Maybe it's real. Who knows? Around the Middle Ages, it plagued this town. I give a look to Thorn because I'm upset that dragons are involved in this. Hey, look, that dragon was killed in like the 1400s, man. The op is we've got to recover these Fabergé eggs. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting paid quite a bit for them. Each one is worth what? 11 million a piece. So our Johnson was very specific. We have to get all four of them and they have to be unbroken. This, uh, Visconti guy, he's the one that paid Kennedy to buy them. This guy's a ghost though. Well, what are you thinking? Mm. It should be fine. I mean, as long as we don't ever see him, right? That's the plan. Right. If it's a small town, it should be easy to go in and out. The villa itself is about two miles out of town. Cover of night should be simple. If we avoided the town itself, it's an access road through the woods. We're going to probably have to watch out for motion sensors, things like that, once we get on the grounds. Well, of course, yeah. The size of this place, I mean, there's got to be, there's probably spirits, everything. I yeah. mean... So then your uh, comm kicks on and you're, you're seeing that, you know, he's got the hollow projector going, but you also have your ARs going as well. And you're seeing like the pictures of the villa. You're seeing pictures of the town. You're seeing pictures of the security guards. You could tell that uh, like a drone had probably flown by and took quick vid of the security and things like that. And then you hear voice in your comm. Yeah, man, I hijacked a uh, couple of uh, vid streams for you. So, you know. This is what their their guards look like, at least the, the 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 uniform guards they got on the outside. They look like a bunch of chumps, so I don't think you guys have much of a problem with that. Uh, as for matrix access, I could either do it from here. I mean, it shouldn't be that tough. I mean, what is this guy? I mean, this Visconti guy, what is he? You, you know, some art collector. I mean, how good is his matrix security going to be? But you know how to get me on the system. We'll get you there, Toe Gunner. Yeah, you, as you're looking at this map, you can see the grounds. You can see that there is... Uh, foot patrol security guards, and they usually walk in teams of two. So there's two groups of two guards that are walking. One guard with a canine, and then there's another that drives around in a golf cart. <laughs> they are uniformed. They wear uh, just like black uniforms. They don't, they don't have, uh, they don't seem to be wearing any kind of like Kevlar or anything like that. No helmets. Are they private or are they third party? Um, They're third party. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, they're actually a hired unit out of out of Rome called uh, Securitai. They're a bunch of uh, donut eating fucks. Yeah, it's real original in that name. I got more taste in my Johnson. I've got a schematic of the house, at least the last one I could uh, I could find in any kind of public records and whatnot. So, I mean, if any modifications have been done on the inside, I apologize. But I mean, that's that's probably within the last I would say twelve months, maybe. Okay. Has there been any kind of major alterations to the home? To the outside? The inside. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Within the last within the last 12 months, I don't know. But what you got is about as recent as I could find. Okay. Thorne says, what kind of resistance are we looking at? We've got to get in. We've got to get the jewels. And we got to get out. Tommy, what else can you tell me about these eggs? Well, well the eggs, uh, they, unlike most Fabergé eggs, they've never been open. And they have a seam around the middle. They were owned by Catherine the Great. Uh, actually, uh, sorry, Blackthorn. Only three of them are worth eleven million. One of them, the yellow one, is worth almost double that. It wasn't part of the collection whenever Catherine the Great owned them, uh, and it was just recently returned to it. Okay, thanks, Rose. Uh, I look at she the smiles. I, go, I give him like a little nod, like a. Oh, okay. He kind of he he kind of. He, he kinda, Shares smugly looks at me. Smugly look. Smugly looks at you, and then and, uh, uh, Black Rose is just beaming. Right, and then Tommy says, "She's right. 
yeah, everything she said is exactly right. The only thing I could add to that is the yellow one. Uh, the nobody knows, you know, why it wasn't with the with the rest of them, but it was recently recovered, probably about eight months ago, in some like archaeological dig in Iraq. Okay, what the hell was it doing there? Nobody knows. Is that what they're all originally from? No, Faberge eggs are from Russia. But yeah, for some reason, some ancient uh, or you know some old ass uh, treasure from Russia ended up in an old tomb in the middle of the desert in Iraq. Blackthorn says the jewels themselves, they are also called the children of Tyrus. At least that's another name for them. So in addition to the cult that worships this guy, Visconti, they call themselves the children of Tyrus. Well, another name for these eggs are the children of Tyrus. And like Rose just said, Tyrus is the name of a water dragon that was killed in the Middle Ages. Are they expecting to resurrect this water dragon or something? Well, I mean, you heard the guy, and he kind of motions towards the bathroom where you have your captive. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they're thinking. He said, the children of Tyrus need to be returned to their rightful owner. Crazy wizworm worshippers. Right. You've shown us the security on the outside. What do we know about the inside? Tommy says, well, that is where it gets a little bit stickier. You see... There's not a whole lot of information about the personal guard of this uh, Visconti. I do have a few things, and you're not going to like it. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Remember that picture I just showed you of uh, Visconti getting in the car? Yeah. All right. Take that picture. And he goes, here, let me do it. Let me, let, me, let me take care of it for you, okay? Because, you know, technology. Mm-hmm. In your uh, AR, you see the picture. It's kind of a grainy, you know, from uh, modern technology. You can take a fucking clear-ass picture from space. This is a grainy-ass picture. So God knows how far away it was. But you see this grainy-ass picture, and then you see it start to zoom out. Like, you know, it's like it was a decent picture, but they zoomed in too close, and that's why it was grainy. And it still looks pretty decent. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, you can tell, still tell it's a dude, you know, whatever. So then it backs up, and then you see that he's being ushered into a car, and there's two guys, like, guards standing next to him in just, like, regular, like, you know, suits, you know, like, tie and suits. Monkey suits. But just from the way that they're hanging, you can tell they're most likely armored. Are these trolls or? No, actually, they're they're humans. Oh. And but they're big. I mean, yeah. they're they're certainly bulky, like power lifter, yeah, big. Yeah. You know, like orc big. Yeah. This picture is them ushering this guy into this car, and as it zooms out, you can see one guy is kind of facing towards the camera, at least from that angle, and you can see him from like a, you know, you can see he's wearing sunglasses and whatnot. That guy's not too distinct, but the other one, the one who has his back to you mostly, is as he's standing there, and, and I'm talking, you know, these guys look like professional security guys. They're not long-haired hippie types, right? They're the the high and tight cut with the either no hat or uh, these guys would have no hat because they're wearing they're wearing their suits. So mostly bald in the back, about a three inch by two inch black <gasps> box attached oh, no. to the back of their head. Oh no. Because of the distortion of the picture itself, it, you can tell that it has something etched on it or whatever, but it's not very clear. And then Tailgunner says, Here, let me enhance this. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And then you see what appears to be some sort of rune. It almost looks like a Nordic rune. That's the best way to describe it. You know, it's very angular. God damn it. What is that? What? Why is that a problem? Fuck. What is it? What, what's going on? 
I think we should just call this off. Are you fucking serious? How often have you ever known me to want to call off a mission? Especially after we've gotten paid our advance. Shit. Fuck. This is not good. That mission that you always wanted me to tell you about? Yeah. Those fucking boxes were involved. They're not exactly the same, but they're not that different. Well, what are they? Think of them as being connected to one person. One person controlling all of those boxes at the same time. Enhancing those people that have those boxes in them. And them not knowing anything that they do. This so, is a complete so mind control. It's like, it's like turning people into drones. Yeah. But in a way worse way than that even sounds. Okay. And so what you're saying is this is dangerous. This is fucking beyond dangerous now. So what's the, what's the symbol all about? That one I'm not familiar with. Well, it's hard to say. It's not the same kind of symbol that we've seen before, but it's probably something similar. I could tr probably try and decipher it, but I mean, by the time I did, you guys would be done with your job anyway. So does it really matter? This just became way more serious than it started out. I don't care what kind of security they have around it. The fact that those boxes are involved, the inside of that place is going to be a nightmare. This guy, this Visconti guy, what, did he hire these guys? Are these guys for hire? No. No. Well, this what, isn't something you hire what's an art? For. What's an art, art collector doing with uh, hyped up? The fact that these boxes are even involved, I'm pretty sure art isn't the only interest he has. Okay. They might actually be onto something with this whole resurrection BS. Thorne kind of sits there for a minute and he goes, historically, items of magical significance, especially in the, uh, in the fifth age, had to be hidden, usually in mundane ways, either hidden away from the eyes of man or hidden in plain sight. You're right. This could very well be a case of hidden in plain sight. And if you're not really looking at it, or if it's shielded in any kind of way, if you're thinking this is actual dragon eggs, then whoever covered them with the jewels and whatnot probably put enough mojo or stank on it to make it so that way even a talented mage, especially those who you know were dabbling back then, they would never even know. And if that's the case, if we're dealing with actual dragon eggs, then you're right then this job just got way serious. This is going to be rough. This is going to be really rough. Especially well, if we have to figure out what's happening on the inside from the inside. Yeah, that's the other thing. What Tailgunner didn't tell you is that the building itself is magically warded. No astral entities whatsoever can penetrate it without tipping off those inside. Someone highly skilled in astral maneuvering and, and whatnot could probably get through, but it would take somebody of pretty significant power to do that. And it's not somebody we can call on that quickly and not have to give up half we're getting paid anyway. It actually makes sense now because I really didn't understand why some art dealer had such high magical security, but it makes total sense now because whatever they're doing in there, if they want to keep it quiet from those who would notice that level of magical stuff going on in the inside, especially if they have actual dragon eggs, they would want to mask it. Our best bet, at least from my perspective, is we got to go in quiet. That was always my plan. So I guess we'll have to go forward with what we intended from the start. Well, and here's the other part of it. Do we run the distraction? Do we run the deception? Get them looking at us and 
you get in and do the thing or we do this as a team? The less encounters we have with them, I think, the better. Yeah. Because these rena cops aren't going to be a problem. No. It's everything else that's involved. Right. You excited for your first mission, honey? This isn't my first mission. We've gone on several before. No, 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 no. This is your first. She's ready. She'll be ready, aren't you? Yeah, of course. We'll just have to be cool. That's all we got to do. Be cool. And we can do this. Don't I'm worry. always cool. Damn it. That was going to be my <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're going to sneak in. So what's what's the plan? There's some trees mm-hmm. near the back. Yeah. So we could like go over a back wall. Um, is there a back door? Well, yeah, there's a, there's like a pool. There's I a, I think there's probably like yeah. five or six doors to this right. house. And then there's also, if you, uh, there's also in the Northwest corner, there's a, there's like a guest house. Didn't the guy you interrogated, didn't he say something about an elevator? Yeah. And he said that that's somewhere he's never been. Yeah. He's a peon. Well, wouldn't that be a good first place to look? Yeah. We already know that the elevator is going to be somewhere where there is going to be an entry point for right. us. Right. There's two. There's actually two elevators to that house. There's the regular elevator in the house. There's a car elevator. And then there's an auto elevator because there is an underground parking garage for all the cars. And that's the one I want to use because that's going to be probably more accessible. It's also not going to be as confined as the personal elevator. So we could go over the wall, through the trees, around the back, and then the car elevator has an entrance from the outside other than the door. There is definitely a spider here. So a rigger who is plugged into the house. How do we take care of the spider? Well, Tailgunner, I guess that'd be you. I could keep him busy, at least long enough for you to get in. Once you get to the house itself, that's when you really got to worry. Now, the grounds are going to be marked. It's going to have cameras. All of that stuff can be taken care of. That's not a problem. Getting in the house is a little bit harder of a nut to crack, but I could tie them up long enough to get them looking the other way. You know where you need to be. You're not going to have much time, but I can get them looking in one direction while you're going the other direction. Sounds good. We could dress up as like a crew or something and sneak in like a delivery or landscaping. The cover of night it is. How much time are you going to give us, Tailgunner? I can probably give you about 35 to 45 seconds to get over the wall and at least 20 feet away from the wall by the time it kicks back in. That's plenty. At about an hour before dusk, your uh, AR kicks on and Tailgunner is giving you like real-time visuals of the grounds and everything. He's like, uh, he just kind of in text in your, just in the corner of your vision, it says live feed. And then underneath that, it says, fuck yeah, bitches. <laughs> um, All right, T, let's go. All right. And he says also, and then and, uh, another little window kicks in and you see like a Doppler radar mm. of a storm front coming through. Oh, you picked a good night to uh, do this because looks like there's a monster of a storm coming. How much time till the storm gets here? What the fuck? Do I look like a weatherman to you? T, just when is the storm going to be here, man? Just to like nudge you in the balls, he puts a picture in picture of your, in your AR of the local weather cast, and it's all in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. That's going to help us, I think. It's going to make it a lot easier. Yeah, obviously, 
the motion sensors, they're calibrated to adapt for weather conditions and things like that, but it's it's certainly a lot easier to explain glitches and, and fuzz outs and things like that. Yeah. As we pull up and there's a dramatic crack of thunder, man, tail gunner, if this whole shuttle run thing doesn't work out, you could be a weatherman. Your AR cuts out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I'm sorry. It's just a joke. It cuts back in and all it is is this gigantic troll mooning you. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like it looks like real time. Like he like he tapped into like a bathhouse or some sort of like a gym <laughs> and it's just some troll bending over like grabbing something oh, in a locker room. God, that's a oh, that'd be a big ass. <laughs> Underneath it's like a meme. It just says, nice separation. <laughs> There's ridges on his butt cheeks. <laughs> You're over the wall and moving pretty quick. And true to his word, Tailgunner uh, must have done something because no alarms go off or anything like that. And then as you're making your way towards the building, there's a group of guards that are walking that, uh, that sector. So that'll be a stealth check to get past them. What's your entry point into the building? We wanted to go straight to the car elevator. So yeah, the car gosh. elevator, okay, on the east side of the building. As you're running, you see the uh, the schematic of the building kick up, and you can see Tailgunner starts, like, superimposing red circles, like target reticles are popping up. And what he's showing you is where the cameras are. Oh, okay. As you're running, you're seeing, like, a countdown of meters till you get to the building itself. If you're moving full out, it's going to be stealth check, but you're going to be at a minus. What if I have running? It's you're doing fast stealth, so you're going to be at a minus. Okay, but if you're doing regular, like slow stealth, you know, creeping up, then you'd be at your full dice. I wanted to do stealth and running. Okay, so you're going to be at minus four dice. Okay, on the bright side, because you're in heavy rain, they're at minus six to their pool to see you. Okay, all right. So all of us are at minus four. If you're running, do we have to run? No. If you're if you're moving like slow and steady. It's straight up stealth. Is Thorn running? Uh, he is, He's not running, but he's certainly moving faster. I want to keep pace with Thorn. Okay. So how many dice? Uh, minus two dice for a fast move. Because I have lock picking, so if I... Okay. If I, I want to get that done before you guys get there. Uh, my stealth was a seven. Okay, seven successes. Mine's three successes. Okay. How's my boy doing? <laughs> he did. He did okay. He okay. did okay. Apex just all of a sudden, as you're move, you're going through this like group of trees, and then there's an open space to the house. And Thorn and Rose are moving pretty steady, but not super fast. But then you just Apex just kind of all of a sudden just goes zing and zips right to the house. So you're there a uh, full two rounds before they are. Nice. You're at the side of the building, and there is a maglock there. It looks pretty sophisticated. Okay. I never got to use locksmith ever in this game, period, because okay. everybody always shoots off the lock or something. Do you have any uh, any specialties, or is it just locksmith? Um, it just says locksmith, but it's 17 dice. Good it's locksmith four. four, so shadow run. <laughs> That's right. Am I right? Seven. You barely get it. Oh. You're sitting here, you're tinkering with it, you're tinkering with it, you're like, and I don't know. And then all of a sudden it just kind of clicks, and it goes. you see the red light turn green. Doop, doop. So one round before they arrive, you have the door open. Since the lock's undone, is it going to relock as soon as I close it? Or Possibly. Is it... Well, you can no, you you can have it set to stay open. Okay, so I'll set it to where I. So I've manipulated it in a way that I can make it look a certain way. I just want it to look like it's locked, but be open. Is that possible? 
Well, you're not a that de- you're not a decker, right? You've okay. you've got you got it jimmied. It's going to allow you through the door. You okay. put a piece of tape on the thing <laughs> so it doesn't <laughs> automatically. <laughs> right. I used a credit card to get in. Right. So I'll actually go into the garage. I'll make sure the door does not close. Okay. You slip in the door. Go ahead and make a stealth check again. Uh, six. You step in, you see that there's a rectangle in the middle of this floor, like right in the middle, big enough for probably a decent sized like SUV that could park on it and then be lowered down. As you slip in, you hear someone in the garage. Oh, shit. And there's some like storage bins and whatnot just to your right. And to your left you hear somebody speaking and initially you think somebody's yelling at something but then as you turn and look you can see that there's a guy with a handheld trid and he's watching a soccer match and it's the announcer that you're hearing and he's just kind of sitting there watching he's wearing a uniform of the rent-a-cops okay and so he's just kind of standing there watching and then you hear him say something in italian Probably just watching the game and something happened. They right. Didn't well, you get the. Like, I mean, just. I mean, you're not stupid. You get yeah. the impression that he's relaying what's going on. Oh, to everybody else. To everybody else. Oh. And you know that they're gonna hit the door next round. Ah, I gotta take this dude out. <laughs> okay. Or now. we could go down the shaft if you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't know how the a car elevator would work that way. Like an access shaft, I guess, next to it. Would that be? Uh, well, they would have to have some sort of a maintenance hatch. Do I see that? Uh, perception, I guess, right? Yeah, you can do that. Three. Thorn and Rose are outside the door, and cameras, they are now sweeping in your direction. Apex, what you see is there is an access hatch. Unfortunately, they've put shit on top of it. Oh, fuck. So we're entering. Make a stealth check to enter. And this guy is not inhibited by the rain, so he gets his full Oh, pool. no. I only got two successes. Apex, you're, you've got your hand on the door to keep it from closing. Yeah. You look around. You see that there's um, the, there's some storage bins, uh, materials, and they are on top of the hatch. Rose and Thorn start to come in the door just as lightning strikes. Boom. Oh, shit. And the dude turns. He sees Rose. Oh, he looks over and he's like... I was so excited because it wasn't my fault. <laughs> so he looks over and you see his eyes widen like, what? So Initiative. I get to go first, <laughs> okay. no matter what. Okay. Adrenaline surge. Yeah, hit first, hit last. That's your style. Blah, 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 blah. So I get to go first. Uh, I can still roll initiative, I guess. Yeah, so that way we know when you go. I got 10. Thorn gets 12. Mine was 30. Okay. All right, so Apex, you go first. I would say you're about nine meters from him. I'm quick enough I could get there and oh, yeah. do something about him. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to parkour over all this. Like I hood slide over a car, pulling my sword and just attacking him. Okay. 21. Holy shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's opposing with his unarmed because he's unarmed. Okay. So I get six successes. All right, six, and he negates one with his unarmed, so that's a net five. What's your total damage? Eight plus five minus one armor. His armor rating is 16. He looks up, and he sees you, like, parkour over this car mm-hmm. and then come down at him with your sword, and he looks like he's getting ready to say something, and then you just go right through his throat. I grab him by the shirt as I'm, like, going down, and then I, like, 
pull my sword out as I like lay him down. Over your calm, you hear. You got 20 seconds to get through the door before the camera kicks back on. We need to move. Does he have an external earpiece? Yes. I'm going to grab that. Thorn points at it and he points at himself. I hand it to him. All right. He, sa- he says in Italian, halftime, and then he turns off the audio. Okay. He yeah. mutes it. Mutes it. There you go. So he mutes it and hands it back to you. So I, I'm going to move the body. I'm going to hide it somewhere. I'm, it's a garage. So I'm sure they okay, have, you have like 20 seconds. covers or something like that. I'm doing this quickly. It's all like one motion okay. almost. Well, he's doing that because I'm assuming that moving a body is going to take longer than me grabbing that earpiece. Yeah. So Thorne and I will move the boxes. All right. That's easy enough. 10 seconds. We need to move. Thorne opens up the access point and then he just drops down. I follow suit. All right. Apex. Yeah. Right. Five, four, yeah, three. Drop down. Drop down. And I close, close it. the thing. Okay. So now you're down in an underground parking garage. There is cameras in much the same way. He's got the cameras pointing in a certain direction. Far north, there should be an access hatch. If you open that up, you should have a crawl space that leads into the elevator shaft of the house. Okay. You have 30 seconds. Climbing in, you got to go one at a time. I'll go first. I think I would go second. Right. As you make your way through this access crawl space, you get to the other end and it opens up. You can see it's a personnel elevator, big enough to probably fit about maybe 10 people. Oh, wow. It's way bigger than I thought. The elevator car itself is descended to the bottom. You're looking at that. So we know someone's down there now. I mean, if it's descended to the bottom, someone's down there. Right. Once you've breached into the underground, it's a closed system. I can't see anything. So we're going to lose comms. We'd still be able to talk to him. But he doesn't have any information. He won't have control of the cameras. You can still talk to him. And he can still relay what's going on up topside. Okay. But, yeah, he's not going to have eyes for you down there. Okay. Descending down onto the elevator car, it has also its, you know, the security hatch on the top to get in. Getting into it's not very difficult either. So now you're in the elevator. I mean, I guess we just open the elevator. I'm going to do the emergency release and open it physically. Okay. Because I'm assuming... Pushing any buttons is going to let people mm-hmm. know that we're there. Uh, yeah, you can just physically release it. That's fine. You see that there is a hallway. There's a couple of doors on either side of you. It's not well lit. It's got like a track lighting to it. And the floor is heavily carpeted. They must be burning incense or something because it is very thick, mm. like a blue haze as you open up this door. And you hear a low mechanical like droning some kind of like machine. Possibly. Like a generator or something. Is it a large hallway or is it like a smaller? Uh, it's it's relatively small and, well, it's wide enough that uh, you could probably walk side by side. Yeah. There are a few doors on either side leading to whatever and those doors are closed. But you're hearing this droning noise coming from farther down. And as you start to approach this, the lighting itself in the hallway is starting to brown out. In time with this, like, surging, droning sound. I'm suddenly remembering a very similar situation, and I have a feeling I am going to be very familiar with what that sound's going to be. There is a door at the end of the hallway that has a maglock. It is active, but the lights are dimming in this pulsing rhythm, and the maglock for the door and the red light itself is browning out. Oh, wow. I'm going to go to this mag lock and I'm going to make it my bitch. Okay. One. One success? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It does not open. Could you connect Tail Gunner and have him assist you? 
I'm ignoring her. I'm, I'm working on the lock and I'm actively ignoring what she's saying to me. Okay. Uh, I, six. Okay. I look at Thorn. He shrugs as if to say, this is his thing. The light turns green, but it's fading also. All right. So I open it like immediately. And then I just stare at you. I slowly look over and I just <laughs> look at you. <laughs> I can't help laughing at you when you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you notice is the smell of blood. The room is dark and well, there is some flickering lights down like at the far end. And this is like a relatively large room. You're able to pick out that there's people laying on the ground. And then at the far end is this shadowy area, almost in a recess in the wall. Oh. As you step in, you can see that in front of this shadowy area, they have what looks like a display case. And on top of this, like, like display case, it's not like glassed in or anything like that, but it's just like a, almost like a pedestal. You see four Fabergé eggs. Oh, there they are. And I'm going to like go for them. Apex, I want you to roll perception. Um, actually, everybody can go ahead and roll perception. Uh, four. I rolled a glitch. Oh, Thorn like takes a step and he's like going to grab you. Apex, you got how many? Four. 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 The lights are kind of like on off different states of brownout and stuff like that in this room as well as at the far end. Am I getting flashbacks, I guess? Like it's like, uh. No, but when you step in, you look down and one of the bodies has a black box on the back of their head. Oh, shit. And it looks like the body's been cut in half. Oh, God. So you go towards the eggs. Yeah. And- Eye on the prize. Right. Apex, that's what you see. And Thorn is, he doesn't see that and he's starting to move forward too. Oh, shit. So I do grab him. No, stop. But we need to get the fuck out of here now. B, B. You get up to the eggs as the lights start to kick back up and you see that in this shadowy recess is what appears to be some sort of half orb like somebody had taken a complete orb and split it down the middle and then opened it and inside is is it all black yes and it, it's like cushioned seat and as you get up to the eggs you can see now as you're standing there the lights around this thing start to light up a little bit, like blinking on around it, like little LED lights start to light up. And these four Fabergé eggs are now are sitting on this table. But at, now that you're nice and close to it and there's a little bit more light, you can see that each one of these eggs is sitting in a cradle on this table that fit perfectly onto it. You can see that same runic design is etched into the top of this table. But there's also another design which looks almost Japanese. Take a quick picture to show them, basically, okay. to send it to them. You're, so they see it too. Right. Or, or I'm vision link. Yeah. Either way, I just want to be sure that they're seeing this too. Okay. And you're light doing a video link and you're doing like a light enhancement, you know, trying to maximize the amount of light that you can get for this picture. You can see that. There's microcircuitry in the top of this table. The filigree and the design on these eggs fit into this circuitry almost perfectly. You look up slowly as you kind of get this feeling that you're being watched. And as you turn your head and look up, you see the pale form of a naked man sitting in this chair. He's got two 
cybernetic arms resting in this chair. Is he's got cyber eyes? They light up red. Is he a human? He was human. He kind of leans back in his chair as you are standing in front of him. His arms raise up, and then his forearms and his hand separate, and each arm starts to uncoil three whips. What do Rose, you turn back now. I yell it like I'm at okay. this point. Stealth is out the window. Yep. Everybody roll initiative. I got an 11. I got to go twice <laughs> instead of once. 35. 35. And I go first regardless. I'm going to spend my only edge to go seize first. initiative. Okay. Seize initiative. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to shoot him. What are you using? Uh, my Ares Predator 5, although it does have gel rounds, but it'll still hurt him. Wait, you don't even use real bullets. God. if She doesn't want to kill anybody. If Apex knew that you're rolling in here with gel bullets, you would have never made it on this mission. Uh, that's two successes. My damage value is 8p. Okay. Well. Minus one armor piercing. So that's 10, 10p damage and pierces one armor. Okay. Um, yeah, he does not uh, actively dodge. So you did how much damage? 10. Fucking gel bullets. I'm so mad. At you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry right now. All right. So you go and you shoot him. You see it go into his chest and. You don't see any blood. And he's naked. There's no blood. Okay, make a um, unarmed attack as a defense. <laughs> um, ranged attacks against you. Melee attacks against well, you. Melee attacks against you are at plus zero. Melee defense, no action is at six. So there you go. Four successes. Nice. Four successes. So he nets three. Uh, monofilament whip. Oh, God. Oh, no. 12P. God damn. He nets three, so you're looking at 15P, armor pin eight. Okay, my armor, nine. Okay, so you roll 12 dice, right? Yeah. Minus eight. So I roll four four dice. dice. And you're looking at a 15P. Oh, my God. You don't even have that much health. Uh Uh-uh. I got two successes. (laughs) It's 13P. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. She's almost dead. She's got one. Yeah. The room lights up as you see these his arms kind of spread out and his hands uncoil to become these whips. You have your pistol extended. You took a shot and the whip kind of coils around your arm, grips, and just goes and just pulls it off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. And that's when you black out. Oh, no. So, back to real time. Yeah. You fragged up. What happened? I, I, I'm I'm fine. I, I just, I set up a run, and now, like, I don't know, five people are dead, and it's because of me. We could have done this ourselves, and instead... So you're just calling me to vent, or what? I don't know. You called me and I said I'd call you back. I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to do. They knew the risks going in. You've been there. You know how it is. They don't take on the job expecting everybody to walk out. Sometimes this happens. Are they all gone? All but one. And I think someone ratted them out and I don't know who, and I don't know who to trust. 
There's so many different loose ends. I don't even know if I can trust the team I'm running with right now. When everything went south and you went back home, I was under the impression that you were leaving this shit behind. You would be. I liked what we did, Thorn. Really? Because I didn't. Well, I didn't like the end of it. We had fun though, right? Before the last run. This life, it's... Yeah, it's exciting. Money's good. But is it really worth it for somebody like you? We had similar upbringings, Thorn. There's enough similarity, yeah. I mean, that's what we had in common, right? That's why we worked. Then what do you mean, someone like me? There may be some similarities growing up between the two of us, but growing up Laclede and growing up Estandres is two totally different things. You have the opportunity to live in your world. But I don't want to. What's the matter with it? What's so horrible about Everything's the matter with it. And I can affect change. Like, I can do things doing this that I couldn't ever as Bianca Laclede. You know what they do with people who have high ideals doing this work? The same thing they do to the people who don't. You end up in the same hole. This is my choice, Thorn. Last time, it cost you an arm. What's it going to cost you this time? I've gotten wiser, and I won't. I wouldn't make a mistake like I did before for me, but apparently I make it for other people. B, I know you well enough that pride was hurt a little bit and it stings. That's the life. Why'd you really call me? The same reason I messaged Apex. You know as well as I do that he doesn't want to fucking talk to you. <sighs> we found another egg. What color was it? It was black. Does that matter? Hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Why doesn't it? Well, I mean, you had red, green, blue, yellow, black? No. Not the Fabergé eggs. The egg that thing was in. Where? In the CZ here in St. Louis. A little girl was in it. Did you kill it? No. You know what's in those things? She knew... The team I was running with. Those girls knew that little girl. She had a lot more metahumanity to her than that other thing did. She spoke. She acted normal. She didn't act aggressive at all. She acted like a little nine-year-old girl. Except for I think she was a technomancer. Or maybe something more. There were these weird crystals that the shaman wanted to check out. And she knew something about them, too. You found that. Where? In the containment zone. Those weren't the only ones, either. There's more? Yeah, growing out of other dead bodies. Oh, no. Does this mean something to you? I'm not certain, but... What's going on in my city, Thorn? B, something bad is happening. I think St. Louis might be ground zero. So you mean the gateway incident was just the start? Could be. I'm going to take this information, I'm going to dig into it a little bit deeper. But what I can tell you is... If it's what I think it is, that crystal may represent the rarest magical substance in this age, if I'm right. And somehow the CZ is crawling with it. The only time I've ever seen it was in the presence of a pretty high-ranking mage who works for the Vatican. And he had probably an ounce of it and said that he had the most of anybody that he knew of. 
Not anymore. If this is the same stuff and it's in that quantity and it gets out that this is there, every magical power player in the world is going to start descending on that city. This is bad. The Daughters of December are already here. I think they might have killed our Johnson for our last job. How well do you trust these people that you're running with? In the wrong hands, this information? Think about the worst cartel drug war you've ever heard of and multiply it by about a factor of 10. You're going to have major power players from all over the world fighting and killing for this resource. I don't, I don't know if I can trust them. Just too much has gone south in too short of a time. The stuff is called or a calcite. You, me, and probably half a dozen people in the world know what this stuff is. This level of magical research, it's what I do. It's my specialty, right? Magical substances, magical rarities, antiquities, things like that. That's what I do. People hire me to go and find these things, okay? I've been spending most of my career looking for stuff like this. And now you're telling me that it's basically as common as gravel there. For two mile radius. And I'm not even exactly certain what it does. All I know is most of your high mages, I'm talking not just from this age, I'm talking about ancient elves. Dragons would know what this stuff is. Are you guys going to come in and sweep it all up? Who? Your group. After what happened? Apex barely talks to me. Yeah, but what about all your other contacts? What about the tier? Yeah, that resource is dried up. So we just have all this and no one's interested in it. And everyone's about to be interested in it. Yeah. And there's going to be blood in the streets or high level magic slung around. Or God forbid, a dragon's just going to land in it and claim it. I don't know what to do. I guess there's nothing we can do. Unless we want to go out and hoard it ourselves. Somebody in that town knows what it is. I mean, this level of bad, I should probably just drop what I'm doing and just come straight there, but I'm not going to. I can't. I'm sorry, B, but you're on your own. Thanks for letting me know about all this. Yeah, just keep it under your hat. Don't, don't go telling everybody. And let me know what you find out. Okay, I will. Thank you for listening to this episode of Resting Glitch Face. Theme music by Synthetsk. Background music by Machinima Sound. Produced by Eric Osley. Shadowrun is copyrighted property of the Tops Company. Open the Gamer Theater and Gamer's Table are trademark properties of Side Tangent Productions.